0: We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Capps. And we're talking about confession brings possession. Now we didn't get too far into that in the last session. We've got a few pages over here. We want to hook up there today and start with the subtitle, The Tongue and Health. Because I'm convinced that many people don't realize that the things that you speak with your tongue affects your health. Now, Jesus made some statements that indicates that. In Matthew 12:34, Jesus said, Out of the bonds the heart, the mouth speaketh. Then verse 35 says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart, he bringeth forth good things. So the good things that he's referring to comes forth from the heart, and it's spoken out of the mouth. Now, I know there's people that think that you're off out in left field when you go to talk in this way. But I want us to look at some things. And first of all, I think we should go to James, the third chapter. Now, James was the brother of Jesus, and uh, he had some insight into some things that I'm convinced where he got it was from Jesus. Let's read from James, the third chapter, verse 1. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that ye shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Now, you notice James has said some things here. If a man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man. Now, I think it's the Amplified Version, I believe, that says, If any man stumble not in words. If he does not stumble in his words, he is a perfect man. He's able to bridle the whole body. Now, this indicates to me that the words we speak has something to do with controlling the body. And I'm convinced it has a lot to do with our health. Sometimes we talk about faith and confession and confessing our healing when we're still hurt. And that's not denying that sickness exists, but it's denying sickness the right to exist in our body and then also not to give affirmation to the negative thing or to the enemy that's come against us through sickness and disease. You don't want to establish that. See, it's not wrong to say that I'm sick and I need prayer. But you don't want to always go around confessing that I'm always sick and I'm always, you know, I always get the flu this time of year. You hear people say that sometimes. You know, I have the flu every year at this time. Well, they've made appointment for it every time. Every year they get the flu at the same time. They always confess I'm the first one to get it. Well, you probably will be if you continue to say that because you're establishing some things. Jesus said a good man out of the good treasure of his heart he brings forth good things. And then if you've got evil things in your heart, a good man, even if he has evil things in his heart, he can't bring forth good things. Now see, we talked in the last session about the children of Israel, the 12 spies that went out and 10 of them came back with the evil report. Well, the evil report was affirming something contrary to what God's Word said. So James is saying here that if a man can offend not in word, the same as a perfect man, he's able to bridle his whole body. In other words, you should be able to control your body, your appetite, and the things that you do by the words you speak. Now let's follow it on down. Behold, we put bits in a horse's mouth, that they may obey us. We turn about the whole body. You know, that's an elementary thing. I mean, most people do understand that. Maybe some of you have not dealt with horses any. I've dealt very little with them, but I do know that if you put a bridle and bits in a horse's mouth, you can control him. You can put some pressure on him with those bits. And I'll tell you, if you'll put some pressure on your tongue, you can change your body. You can turn it. See, you can turn that whole horse around. You can make him go in any direction that he wants to go just by simply putting pressure on his mouth. You can put pressure on your mouth and get you to go a different direction. But see, the problem is that some of you don't want to go a different direction. You've got your own ideas and your own philosophy. <laughs> and he's like somebody said, you've got your mind made up or your head made up and you don't want to be confused with facts. Well, if your facts don't agree with the Word of God, then your facts are wrong. Behold also the ships which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about by a very small helm whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. The tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature and is set on fire of hell. Now, you know, that's what James said about it. And you got to realize something. you got that thing in your mouth. <laughs> he said it's set on fire of hell. Well, now, God didn't set it on fire of hell. It's because that man became unregenerate. It was because Adam ate of the tree of the knowledge of blessing and calamity. Satan poisoned his tongue in the garden. Now, the thing that Satan failed to tell Adam was... You know, he told a half-truth, really, when he told Adam, said, the day that you eat, you'll be like God. You'll become like God, knowing good and evil. Well, he would know evil, all right, but he already knew the good. He only told him a half-truth, and then he didn't tell him that the day you eat of the fruit, you'll lose the control of your tongue, and you won't be able to say what you want to say. And that's exactly where the control of the tongue was lost, was in the Garden of Eden. Now, let's back up and look at this, kind of take some of these verses apart and analyze them. Verse 4, Behold also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about by a very small helm or by the rudder. See, the rudder is a very small part of that boat or that ship. But it can change the whole direction of that thing. You know, you could be sailing right directly for a rock or for a cliff that would destroy the ship and sink it. Now, if you'll just turn that rudder a little bit, first of all, when you turn the rudder, all it's doing is just cutting water because you've got such a huge ship and you've got such a small rudder in the water till for several minutes probably, or seconds anyway, after you turn that rudder, it's not doing anything but just plying water. But yet it is doing something because you can't see the change of the ship because the ship just keeps going the same direction But that rudder is plowing water and putting pressure on the back end of that ship, and eventually, eventually, it'll start a gradual turn. You've noticed that ships, when they have a little rudder on them, they don't just turn 90 degree turns like you can do in a car. You just don't do that. The pressure on the back of that ship can turn it completely around. Now, James is comparing this to the tongue, it's a little member. Even so the tongue is a little member, boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter, a little fire kindleth. See, the tongue is the kindling of the fire. Now, I think we miss some things that he's trying to say to us here. I remember hearing a minister say this one time, and I thought it was a very good illustration concerning the kindling. If you've ever had a fireplace and tried to build a fire in a fireplace then you know that you don't take a big log, you know, and put in that fireplace that's, say, 12 or 18 inches around. Just throw it in the fireplace and take you one of those little gopher matches and try to light it. You're going to have trouble on your hand because, <laughs> now, you might wonder what a gopher match is. That's those paper matches. The reason I call them gopher matches, you strike one and go for another because that one just went out. <laughs> You're not going to light a fire with one of those matches on a log. But yet, if you get some kindling, some little splinters of wood that will start easily and burn easily, you can take one of those little paper matches and you can start that little splinter and that splinter will start another splinter. And before long, the kindling has the log burning. Then someone comes in and they look and they say, my, what a wonderful fire you've got. They didn't anybody come in and say, My, what good kindling you had. (laughs) They forgot all about the kindling. They don't know anything about the kindling. They don't know whether you even had any kindling or not. Now what I'm pointing out to you is that the direction of your life is changed by your tongue. The direction of your prayers are changed by your tongue. And sometimes by the time the direction change took place, the kindling's all burn up and you don't know what started the fire. See, so you start saying things. You don't realize that it is setting the cornerstones of your life and giving direction to your life. Now, let me give you an illustration in my own personal life. Back when I was, I don't know how old I was, 10 or 12, I got to say, and I'd see an airplane come over and I'd say, one of these days I'm going to fly one of those things. I'm going to fly an airplane one of these days. Well, I didn't know anything about airplanes other than they just flew in the air. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know Mark 11, 23. I didn't know that I could have what I say. I didn't know that faith cometh by hearing. But somehow there was a desire in me to fly an airplane. Now, I started saying it, not knowing what I'm doing. But you see, that was the kindling that got the fire to going my words created a desire in a greater desire Proverbs says when desire cometh it's a tree of life now some of you've created desires with your tongue and you've done it to your detriment some of you been saying for 20 years I just can't eat without pie I just gotta have pie and you desire pie you say I just can't eat without pie well you created that desire by your words God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. I trust you've been with us all this week. Our offer this week has been offer number 7239. It's two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19, entitled, A Working Knowledge of God's Word. If you have a working knowledge of the Word of God, then you can apply it in your everyday life. But you know, so many people don't know how to apply the Word of God. They think it only works in spiritual things. This is one of the most important series I've ever taught because there's so many people that believe this way. Well, you know, if it's God's will, it'll happen to me. Well, now, you know, I've read the Bible and I've been a student of the Word of God for many, many years. And I find very little in the Word of God that happens to you just because it's in the Bible. When you have a working knowledge of the Word of God, you're in a position where you can apply the Scriptures to your everyday life. When you begin to realize that God has already given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, well, now somebody said, well, Brother Caps, if he's already given them to us, where are they? Well, have you ever called for them? Have you ever proclaimed that they're yours? Have you ever confessed the word of promise? Because I've given, it's given unto me, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, men given to my bosom. Well, if you haven't confessed the word of God, you don't have faith in the word of God for the promise of God. It's important. Paul said, the word is thy, you, it is even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. In other words, God's word is filled with faith, it gets on the inside of you when you confess it. Offer number 7239 for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Caps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400.